the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Only be strong and courageous. Words for Joshua and us, as we'll see next. I don't know about you, but as a believer in Christ, we can be rather timid at times, bashful, shy, reserved, afraid, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel with those around us, right? Well, these words found in Joshua chapter 1 are of great encouragement to us. Strength and Courage is the title of our message. We're looking at Joshua chapter 1. And this is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California providing you with strength and courage to face the day. Our teacher and pastor now, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's program. I love it. The first time I knew the devil, he left me alone. I said, this stuff really works. (laughs) You tried me real good, didn't you, devil? But the Bible says, resist the devil and he will do what? So what happens is that means that I'm going to have to be strong. I'm going to have to be courageous. But watch this. I love this because undoubtedly everybody that was associated with Joshua had to be strong and be very courageous. Everyone. Because they're all were getting ready to battle. But I love this scripture because it says here, it says here in verse 6, Be strong and of good courage for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. I love this. Because not only was Joshua, not only were the people going to be strong, as we saw, but Joshua had to be strong for the people so that they could get their possession. Isn't that what he just said? Now watch this. I want around me people. I need some Joshua's in my life. Not only from a leadership level, but from a peer group level. Individuals that I know are being strong, not just for their sake, but also for my sake. We need people around us, men and women of God, that aren't murmurers, complainers, whiners, fearful, timid. I need some people that are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and are willing to stand up. Why? Because sometimes what the person that's sitting next to you is going to be the catalyst for seeing you get your breakthrough. Sometimes you need other people around you with strength to help pull you out of your pit. But if everybody's in the pit, then we all in the pit and we all going to die. (laughs) I need some people around here I need some people around me that when I feel like I'm going to die they can look at me and say no you're going to live brother in the name of Jesus Christ get up out of there can I have an amen I need some people that say "Ah, ah, ah, ah." 
Come on, look at your neighbor and say, ah. I need some lions of Judah around here. Can I have an amen? And what happens is, saints, he was going to help them get their inheritance because of his strength and because of his courage. You're not living your life for yourself. You're living your life for the person that's sitting next to you. You never know how your strength and courage is going to help somebody to get out of their situation so that they might inherit their inheritance in life. It's a mindset that we develop. So God tells him, number one, to be strong and of good courage so that he might get his, his inheritance. They might get their inheritance. People come to this church, I need to be on drugs for the rest of my life. I said, no, you don't. I remember telling somebody in this church, I'm not going to say who it is, Maria Carrasco. I love Maria. She is an awesome woman of God. My personal assistant. Don't we love Maria? She's my personal assistant. She just turned 50 the other day, so we thank God for her. But listen, saints. She first came to the church. She, she, you know, she had, a, you know, substance abuse issues, things like that. People have issues. They come to church. Nobody's coming here perfect. Can I have an amen? I don't look. If somebody tells me something, oh, I did this, I, I don't say, ooh, you can't join the church. Everybody comes in. We gonna, we gonna, God's going to clean you up. We, we want to catch the fish and then clean it up. <laughs> Marie, you got to, God, 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 you know, you need to, you know, get rid of that. She said, no. <laughs> and I, I said one thing to her. I said, that's not God's best for you. When she talks to me, she tells me that all the time. It just hit her. What, what, is, what I was really saying is, that's not your inheritance. Sister, I look at her. This was before she was my personal assistant. So now she's traveling all over the world, substance-free for 10 years or whatever, full of the Holy Ghost. She got saved. Her daughter got saved. Daughter-in-law got saved. The little baby saved. They don't even know it yet. <laughs> Husband gets saved. Comes on staff and now traveling all over the world with me. Don't tell me what Jesus won't do in your life. And don't think that the person that's sitting next to you came into this place perfect. You don't know what people have been through to get them to where God has taken them. But it took strength and courage to say, you know what? That is my covenant right to be free from that. Can I have an amen? This is the mindset that we have to have. Makes you appreciate people a little bit more if you know their story. And understand that look what God did. Miracle power. Amen. Go to verse 7. Look what it says here in verse 7. He says it again. He says, be strong. He says, only be strong and very courageous. Now watch this. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the left, to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. Look at verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. That you may observe to do. He says it again. According to all that is written in it, 
for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have great success. Point number two is this. We need to be strong and courageous to keep God's word. Write it down. That we might keep or observe God's word. You know, it takes courage to allow God's word to fashion and forge within you his way of thinking, which in turn is going to change your way of living. You know, I often say this. You see this Bible? For so many people as Christians, they simply look at this book as a rule book. There's rules in here. But understand, saints, this is a guide book. Does anyone in this room know exactly what's going to happen to you tomorrow? No. Every single one of us in our lives can, I know, can say, I don't know how to live, have the perfect marriage. I don't know how to totally raise my kids. I don't know how to totally be a husband. But this Bible teaches us everything we need to know about every aspect of our lives. It is a guidebook. There are boundaries and rules and limitations. Understand that when God tells you not to commit adultery, he's saying that not just so he can give you another rule. He's saying that because he loves you and he knows what adultery produces. And he wants to protect you from that. If he tells us not to be, commit fornication, he's telling us that. Why? Because he, know what, he knows what it produces. If he's telling us not to be gluttons, He's saying this in his word because he knows what it produces. A lot of times people look at the word, and when they hear the word submission or obedience, they think of it as a bad word. But I love the word obedience and submission. Why? Because it's God's way of providing boundaries in my life that will keep me within the straight and now so I don't get myself into things that I know I have the potential to get involved in. The law told us we were wrong, but didn't supply us the power to overcome. Jesus comes, and the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It was a mirror. It showed us how sinful we were. But then when Christ came, Christ does not make us lawless. What he does is, is he says, listen, I'm going to show you who you are, but then I'm going to empower you because of my grace to become something different. And the strength that you need to need to not commit adultery, not fornicate, don't lie, all these things, I'm going to supply it for you. So it's not just you doing the work, it's me doing the work through you. Amen. So what happens for, for us a lot of times when we think about the Word of God and keeping the Word of God, we don't have the right perspective. God doesn't want us to, you know, one of the characteristics of the end of this age is going to be lawlessness. And because lawlessness shall increase, the love of many shall grow cold or wax old. What happens is lawlessness is going to prevail. People, there will be no restraint. And so when there's no restraint and lawlessness, what's going to happen? People violate one another. They mistreat one another. So that creates bitterness and hatred and anger. And it's just going to be a mess at the end of the age. But God gives us his word and he wants us to keep it to protect us from things because he loves us. And then to help us to create 
great boundaries in our lives that don't just affect us, but our children and our children's children. Amen? And so it becomes a lifestyle of love. I look at this book and I say, God, I thank you for using your do nots in the word to help me so I don't get myself in things that could hurt me. Well, and their do nots are there and you're supplying me the power to to not do those things. So God, you get the glory. Self-righteousness is when we create rules, man-made rules aside from the word of God and we call them the standard and the law. It's like you go into a church and they're saying that, you know, women can't wear pants. Now, I'm not against women wearing pants or not wearing pants, but don't call that a salvation issue. Don't say, you're not saved. Some of y'all been in churches where they said, you're not saved. That, that, that women can't, you know, comb your head in the morning or whatever. Or men can't, you know what I mean? I mean... Some of this stuff is, is, is man-made stuff. It's not, that's when you call legalism. When you declare your own standard and you live up to that standard and you forsake God's standard. But if God has a standard through his word, and he says, look. Now, in anything, there's a, there can be abuses. You know, just like I said, women can't wear pants. When I say something like that, now, it doesn't, man, it doesn't mean that now, because I'm saying women can wear pants, now we start dressing a little. Or, or just because I said, you know, brothers, you know, hey, listen, a brother can, it, it's okay for a brother to wear a nice, nice shirt and everything, but if you're walking around like Lee Haney and you be th- think about other people. Amen. What I'm saying is, is what happens in churches a lot of times, we call things salvation that aren't, but then we have to also bring balance to it because we want to make sure that whenever we're doing, how we're dressing, how we're acting, that God is blessed. That, let me say it like this, that when we get up to get dressed in the morning, we're dressing for Jesus. And not our co-worker. See, y'all done lost y'all this morning. <laughs> I done lost some people. Lord, where you at? <laughs> Obedience, saints. Obedience. Obedience. But it takes strength and, encu- and courage to keep God's word in the midst of the culture, the devil, and your flesh telling you to do something else. And we have to be radical sometimes in keeping God's word. He said, be strong, be courageous. Basically, that you might do what I'm asking you to do. It takes strength and courage to say, man, I don't know. This isn't going to feel good, but I got to be obedient to God's word, man. They may not hire me. They may fire me for this because they want me to compromise and cook the books. But God didn't want me doing that. And so I'm just going to go ahead and be obedient to God. I'm going to draw some strength and some courage and just say, God, do it. And I'm going to do what God said. I'm not going to compromise God's word. I'm going to keep it. The world may not like me. I may not get the applause of man. People may hate me for it. My family members may not want to invite me over for Thanksgiving. But I'm going to keep the word. And I'm going to stick to the word. They're they calling me crazy. Say I'm a holy roller. I'm a Jesus freak. I'm a fanatic. I'm radical. I'm just out there. I'm just a Christ lover. I'm just a man of God. I just love Jesus. 
I'm just full of the Holy Ghost. I'm covered in the blood. Call me what you want to. Just say it. Say it. Preach it. Saints, all of us have to get to a place in our minds where we're strong and we're very courageous so that we might keep God's word and observe what he's asking us to observe to do. Because God's grace gives us power to do it. And that he gets glory. It's not self-righteousness. It's God's righteousness. Not only just coming to us, but now being lived out in and through us. Amen? And so if I'm going to obtain my inheritance, I need strength and courage. But if I'm going to keep God's word, i got to be strong and very courageous. And then he skips down here. And we're going to close with this. He says in verse 9, look what he says. This is beautiful. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Now watch this. Do not be what? Afraid. Nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we're going to need strength and courage to overcome our fears. Feelings and sometimes in life when we feel dismayed. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about inheritance. He's talking about keeping God's word, and then he tells them to overcome their fears. Now, from a natural standpoint, we understood, we understand, he had a literal battle that he was going into. The Canaanites, the Jebusites, Midianites, these people were going to try to kill them. Literally. This was going to be a fight, a knockout, drag out. His life was going to be on the line. God committed himself to being with him, but God tells him to be strong and of courage and not to be afraid because fear will paralyze you. Fear will stop you from progressing with God and achieving God's intended purpose and goal in your life. Fear will cause you to be handcuffed. It'll stop your progress, your momentum, everything that God has done to get you to this point. They're right here in this point where now it's time to inherit what God's going to give them. And the first thing that happens is God tells them to be courageous, and he gets to the point. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed because I'm with you. And there are times in our life from a natural or spiritual standpoint where, where we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, I'm not going to be afraid of this. You know why a lot of people fall in life? Because they're afraid they're going to fall. Fear has convinced them that they can't live a righteous life and that no matter what kind of environment they're in, that they can't stand. And we'll pray prayers like, Lord, why'd you put me here? I can't make it. The Lord says, yes, you can. Just don't be afraid of it. Challenge your fears. And in life, sometimes I think even when it comes to whether it is an addiction or it's something that's going on in your life, realize that the first thing that we have to do is be so consumed with the love of God that it casts off all fear because fear has torment. You'll be tormented by your fears. The devil wants to torment you with your fears. And he is in this literal battle. And God is telling him, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Why? Because at the end of the day, God is with me. And I have to be strong and very courageous in overcoming my fear. Some of you in this room, God wants you to start a business. 
You've been procrastinating for years. And you're saying it's because of the economy, it's because of that, because of this, and because of that. And we don't just get honest with ourselves. You say, you know, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do it. But we have to be strong and courageous to overcome this. Some of us in this room, God's wanting you to do things in terms of ministry. Maybe he wants you to speak, but you, you, hey, if I gave you the mic, you might stutter a little bit. You don't feel like I can do it. Well, I, I thank God that even when Moses had a stuttering problem, God used him to liberate the four to six million people. Don't allow that to become a limitation to stop you. Stop being afraid. Be courageous and be strong and watch how God will give you victory. Your adversary or whatever you are afraid of is not just going to roll over and play dead. Joshua had to get up with the people and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to Jericho. We're going we're to whoop these guys. Because the Lord just spoke to me. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost beatdown. Because the stuff, that's our stuff. It's our inheritance. He gave it to us. He said, wherever my feet, you see these feet right here? Wherever they tread, God said he gave it to us. You guys ready to do this? They went in and we read the story. They go in and they possess the land. Why? Because they're they're willing to overcome their fears. For you in this room right now, there's something, maybe there's something that you're afraid of. And God's saying, son or daughter, don't you be afraid of that. Challenge it and watch what I'll do on the other side of it. Watch what I'll do. For so many people, I sit back and watch them, and, and they, you can tell. As soon as you get to a point where you have given yourself a comfortable excuse for why you can't do something, I guarantee you that the root of it is fear. Fear. It's fear. So many people, I look at them. I see that God wants to use them to preach. I see God wants them to start a business. I see God wants to do something special. I can't do that. What they're really saying is, I'm afraid. And as your pastor, I'm telling you today that there are things in your life that Jesus Christ died to give you they are rightfully yours. If you don't have peace in your life right now, you need to go take it. If you don't have joy in your life right now, You need to tell your flesh, I'm taking joy today. It's mine. If you don't have the love of God pulsating and flowing through you like it should be, you need to cast off unbelief, unforgiveness, and bitterness and say, I'm taking my love today. It's mine. Jesus said to be strong and good courage so that I might get my inheritance. Some of us, even from a financial standpoint, we got to make a declaration that, you know what, I am not going to be broke all my life. Jesus died to prosper me and to bless me, and I may not be the richest person in the world, but I'm going to be able to pay my bills in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen in here? So we got to stop just letting the devil just put us in a hole and say, we're there. We got to get up and say, you know what, this is my inheritance. Now, do we need to be patient all those things? Yes. But you can be patient by declaring the right kind of confession as God's being ready to bring you into what he's going to give you. When it comes to us keeping God's word, saints, we have to be very courageous in keeping God's word and be strong in keeping God's word. You know, I would call this, the Bible says that Jesus had his face set like a flint towards Jerusalem. 
that really means that he was stubborn towards the purpose of God. There was nothing. It's like a, you know, a, 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 what they call it, an anvil or a wall or a, a, a rock. That's how his mind was set. Bam. I'm going there. You're not going to stop me. Well, that's how we have to be when it comes to the word of God. That, you know what? This is where I'm going. And I'm not going to let distraction. If God said this is what he wants me to do, then I'm going to do it. And my flesh, you're just going to have to die some more because I'm not doing what you want me to do. And I'm not doing what the world wants me to do. I'm not doing what the devil wants me to do. I'm doing what Jesus said to do. Amen? <laughs> Strong and courage. And then fear. At some point in time, we stop caring about our lives so much that we, we go to self-preservation. We just say, God, have your way. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. 